inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. There is not any man like him anywhere in the world. Yes, that is correct, because it's my world. It's not Jesse Waters' world. It's the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. And you know what we're going to do today? We're going to talk about words. You know, it sounds so simplistic, right? Uh, Words. Words are the foundation for all communication. Words are the way we convey, we relay message from point A to point B. No, fact, no, no, no. Transactional analysis is the study of communication. And communication and transactional analysis is called transaction. There's a stimulus and a response. And usually, usually that stimulus is an etymological way in words. And the response also has words in the response. And if you think about it, and the song says it so well, words can build you up or words can tear you down, right? Put a fire in your heart. See, the right word at the right time can change someone's life. And the wrong word at the right time, if someone allows it, will destroy them. And today I want to focus on a specific way we use words in a rhythmic pattern and in rhymes. You know, poetry is a powerful way to put words together that touch people in a deep way emotively and poetry at the right time with the right message is not easily forgotten. And so today I just, you know, I look around, I see the words being thrown around and the, the damage of words, you know, it's in the word today and the Bible talks about, you know, taming your tongue and controlling your tongue. And the Bible says that every word you utter, not some, not most, every word we utter, we will be held to account for. That's, that's uh, man, I've, I've said a lot of bad things to a lot of people. Uh, man, that scares me. Now, I know I've been forgiven, but still. But words are really important to the foundation of society, communications, what connects the community, right? All that's the case. But look at how we use words today. You know, it was just uh, uh, on the internet, so uh, here we go again. This is an article from Blaze Media. Here we go again. Racist note in school restroom, which led to campus protests. What? Written by a student of color. Wow. Shocking, what? right? Man, if we're such a racist country, why are all these fake hate crimes? Why are all these black people leaving racist notes so that people can riot, talking bad about black people, and then you find out, It's a black person doing it. Quote, here's the article. Yet another racist note was discovered in a school earlier this month, this time in the restroom in Our Lady of Mercy School for Young Women in Upstate New York, a private all-girls Catholic school. But again, we're talking about New York. Uh, And again, we're talking about Catholics. Sorry, Catholics. (laughs) And yet again, a student of color reportedly wrote the racist sentiment, which included the N-word. And it says, this school is filled with a bunch of, and then this woman of color put the n-word and said get out or else now she did this to stir up hatred to feed the the narrative that white people are evil and black people are victims 
The graffiti, here's the article, says the graffiti which read the school is filled with a bunch of N-words, get out or else, was discovered in the school restroom March 7th. So they sent a message to Primetime 585, the social media handle of Karen Iglesia, who chronicles local sports and knows many high school athletes. Iglesia shared an image of the graffiti on Twitter and added, my inbox was flooded today from these high school girls. The note was written in the bathroom and they had issues on how the administration dealt with it. They, many athletes, all white begged me to post it because they were so upset at how trivial the school made it see so now there's white guilt now involved so now all these white people feel guilty about being white and so now they're the ones pushing for the death penalty forever did this white people need to wake up white people and what do you know it was a black person who did it. melanated people and again yeah, you know, it just stuns me. Stuns me. It happens over and over. Jesse Smollett, you know, he got out of jail. It's not going to serve any real time in jail. Not going to do anything. You can fake free, a hate free, crime. Free, free. You can do all that and pretend like Trump's killing you and well, he's wearing his MAGA hat. To, and it's all lies. How about this one? No charges for South Carolina boner who shot skier dead after rescuing him. Now, here's the story. It's so strange. The shooting occurred near Fall Creek Landing Number 2 at Lake Kiwoe shortly after 2 p.m. last Tuesday. What happened, Morgan and a woman, the guy who was killed, the 29-year-old man, he was killed by a 74-year-old man. So Morgan, the guy who was killed, and a woman were in distress, having fallen off their jet skis into Lake Oconee, county sheriff's official said earlier. The two had no life jackets, and the jet ski was circling. So the 74-year-old man and his wife on a pontoon boat drove over to help fish the pair out of the lake. The couple on the boat told authorities Morgan became agitated, the guy who was killed, once he got on board and started assaulting the old couple. Investigators were told he may have wanted to get back on the jet ski. They also believe there may have been an argument. Listen, an argument. How do we argue? With words. An argument between Morgan and the woman he was with. So, again, this old couple sees this other young couple in the water, bail them out. They get them out, and then the guys they bailed out starts attacking the woman and attacking him. So, the woman who was with Morgan then pushed him back in the lake in an attempt to defuse the situation. Are you ready for this? The couple on the Pondupo helped him aboard again. So, he saved this guy twice. And then the man shot him after a second encounter, saying he feared for he and his wife's life. Not a joke. Morgan, the 29-year-old kid, died on the boat from a gunshot wound to the chest. Come on, man. That doesn't tell you how screwed up things are. And so, today... We're going to get off because, man, there's a lot of hurting people out there, man. Broken, battered, beat up, feeling like you don't matter. Well, I got a good friend of mine, Milo, and he's brought some words for you. And we'll start off our day of poetry with some words from Milo's world. Go ahead. Good day to all you broken, battered, beat up, lonely, feeling like you don't matter people out there. This is Milo Pringle bringing you some Holy Spirit rhymes with Milo's world of word. Thank you, Jesus. This is called, I am grace. I am grace. This isn't in your face like Holy Spirit mace, burning, not discerning. Embrace it in your heart so you can be set apart. Not the same you doing the things you used to. Stop going to the closet looking for your old sinner shoes. You are a new creation. Those shoes don't fit, and they're not yours to use. He said to the adulterous woman, Go and sin no more. I implore you to taste Christ's freedom and see what's in store. 
a divine plan that is not that of this broken sinful man the track is all laid out people hit the go button and find out what his grace is all about deserving death but receiving eternal life how much longer will I walk in strife no more I've given up my entitled attitude and right to my life his grace is sufficient for me that is not a plea for me but an opportunity to walk free say yes and be as he created you to be thank you jesus amen that's my good friend milo we'll be sharing some of his poetry throughout this uh, show i'll be sharing some of my poetry as well and then some of my favorite poems but i want you to realize the power of words you know this year rachel levine a male a transgender male who's admiral or something not really in the real navy something else but he was just he was just named woman of the year And then Leah Thomas, you know, again, that man who could not compete with men who started transitioning last year, now swimming as women. He was just named the NCAA Women's Swimming Champion of the Year. So, yeah. So the woman of a year is a man. The swimmer of a year for the NCAA is a man. Jay Vernon McGee said we're all talking the same language, but we're using different dictionaries. And today, we're going to talk about words and rhymes, and we're going to elevate the dialogue here with some poetry this day. We'll talk to you soon. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. This is a man. (laughs) Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. Today we're talking about words. We're doing specifically on rhymes, but I, I can't let, I mean, John just should put up a softball there for me to whack out of the park, you know. This is a man. Boy, even that one word, right, man. Look how that word has been trampled. Uh, you know, there's been a war on men going on for 60 years, and i got to be honest with you, it's been very effective. Uh, the Democrats always use distraction. They want to tell you every two years there's a war on women. Uh, women. Well, I think they have the war on women. Uh, women can't compete in women's sports anymore because of Democrats. But uh, John and I were talking during the break, and I'm looking right at it here. Twitter suspends Babylon B account for hateful conduct over satirical article about Rachel Levine. So, you ready for this? You know what? They shut down their entire website. Now, it's a satirical website. You know what What they did that was so poor, bad? They called this guy a man. They made a man of the year. What? Yeah. What? They didn't call him a monster. They didn't call him a four-letter word. Or if you're smarter than most, an eight-letter word, that means a four-letter word. <laughs> right? 
All he did, and it's satirical, it's satire, it's a joke, it's uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, it's Mad TV, it's SCTV. And because they called him Man of the Year, that was so insulting that they removed them from social media. Lighten up, Francis. Yeah, Francis is a man and a woman's name. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Remember Androgynous Pat? Remember we didn't know if Pat was a girl or a boy? And they kept asking her questions to figure out is she a girl or a boy? Well, talk about uh, art imitating life, huh? Wow. <laughs> uh, and John was telling me it was just canceled on Netflix because of that. Uh, and we used to laugh about this stuff. And so... Man, it's a harsh world out there. It's a harsh world out there. And, man, there are people are bitter. People are angry. I mean, I, 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 all the time. And so today we're going to lighten it up with Francis because it's a little intense out there. So we're going to share some poetry. Two things I'm doing. I am uh, want to share some of my favorite poems. There's a couple poems that are teachable poems. I like that. Uh, and then also there's some great poems. And I've also invited my friend Milo, who's been writing words for years. He's a blood-bought saint of the Risen King. He's got more tattoos than most young. Uh, um, what are they called? Freckles. He's got every part of his body's tattooed. He's bald head. He looks like he'd rip out your heart and eat it right in front of you. And he's a lover of God. He's a lover of people. He's a blood-bought saint. And so he sent us a couple of words that he spoke into the uh, his iPhone. He didn't know how to do this. I said, just hit your iPhone and record it, man. And it took him two weeks and a whole bunch of kids to figure this out. So let's go to one of Milo's world's words. And let's go ahead and go number two, please, John. Good day to all you broken and battered, feeling lonely, feeling like you don't matter. People out there, this is Milo Pringle with some Holy Spirit Rhymes, brought to you by Milo's World of Word. Thank you, Jesus. The title of this is I Am Here. Although the devil wants to steer our hearts and focus towards fear, Jesus says, I am here. Never leaving or forsaking, His presence is real. Never faking or mistaking, we are always in the presence of our King. Coming to know Christ as our Savior before being our teacher is the best flavor. So we are not forever reaching, attempting to be preaching something we know not of. Not simply a miracle child, but God incarnate, sent from up above, displaying the perfect example of unconditional love. We ask, God, where are you in this? But it's our focus, playing hocus-pocus, not seeing clearly and keeping it simple, soldier. Seeking ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So all we could ever need is already ours. How many times must the Lord say, do not fear, for us to stop worrying, scurrying around, looking for answers, instead of seeking the one and only real answer, Jesus. He is forever with us. Be careful, little ears, what you hear, and be careful, little eyes, what you see. Jesus is forever near and he knows everything that we think. Rejoicing in our trials is a saint's style, so Christ may be glorified when he returns. Knowing with bold confidence in Christ, we will not eternally burn. Don't get it twisted, family. It ain't easy in this world where the devil thrives. But Christ is alive, living in us, so keep your eyes on the prize. And recognize the devil's lies and call him out. He will flee. Stay focused and keep walking free. I am here. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I love poetry. And some poetry rhymes, and some poetry doesn't. 
It's the pattern. It's the flow. I like the rhyming word, to be honest with you. I, it's kind of traditional when it comes to that regard. Uh, one of my favorite poems by Mother Teresa, and I live my life the best I can this way because I know I serve the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I don't serve mankind. Uh, I serve God. Now, through that, he has me serving mankind. I know it sounds the same, but it's different. And Mother Teresa's Anyway poem is one of my favorite. And she says, people are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good today, anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you have, anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it is between, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them, anyway. Again, one of my favorite because it's a powerful message. I do my best to live my life that way. This is the Christian way of living. But I do like a poem that rhymes. And so, Mr. A. Harvey, what could have been, says this. Love echoes throughout the years. Love breaks with every tear. Love lasts for the lucky few. Love is perfect when love is new. But then the cracks begin to form and love begins to create a storm. And at the end, the slamming of the door... All that which was will never again be. Love could have been so much more. And you know, I also love a poem that not only rhymes, but has a pattern. And not only rhymes and has a pattern, but also has a message. And that's why I'm covering this today. I mean, I'm, I feel beaten down. I mean, yesterday I was in tears. I feel uh, I'm at wit's end. Physically maxed out, emotionally maxed out, spiritually maxed out. We're under constant assault all the time. I got three orphanages in Africa that I haven't been able to give anything to in March because we've been struggling. So we got one of my orphanages lost their building where they house their kids. One of my orphanages, the kids are starving. They have no money. And so I deal with this every day and hear 20 to 30 cries, please for help. And they think I got money in my bank account and just not giving it to them. Breaks my heart. I hope people and overcome addictions and fears and abuse, and then they just go back to those things. I uh, were willing to change the world and not even charge people, and yet people are too busy to get their lives on course. And so I do feel beaten down and battered and broken, just like a lot of you. That's why I can help so many people because I know your pain, which reminds me of one of my favorite poems slash stories called "The Cookie Thief" that incorporates all three. A woman was waiting at an airport one night, was several long hours before her flight. She hunted for a book in the airport shop, bought a bag of cookies, and found a place to drop. She was engrossed in her book, but happened to see that the man besides her, as bold as could be, grabbed a cookie or two from the bag between, which she ignored to avoid a scene. She munched cookies and watched the clock as the gutsy cookie thief diminished her stock. She was getting more irritated as the minutes ticked by, thinking, if I weren't so nice, why I'd blacken his eye. With each cookie she took, he took one too. 
When only one was left, she wondered what he'd do. With a smile on his face and a nervous laugh, he took the last cookie and broke it in half. He offered her half as he ate the other. She snatched it from him and thought, oh, brother, this guy has some nerve and he's also quite rude. Why, he didn't even show any gratitude. She had never known when she'd been so galled and sighed with relief when her flight was called. She gathered her belongings and headed to the gate, refusing to look back at that thieving ingrate. She boarded the plane and sank in her seat, then sought her book, which was almost complete. As she reached in her baggage, she gasped with surprise why there was her bag of cookies in front of her eyes. Oops. If mine are here, she moaned with despair. Then the others were his, and he wanted to share. Too late to apologize, she realized with grief that she was the rude one, the ingrate, the thief. And what an appropriate message for today, not just today's show, for today's time, Kairos, not Kronos, Kairos. Because we're a bunch of hypocrites. We're running around accusing other people of doing what we're doing. Look at our politics. Look at the thing. Uh, you know, this administration did not create more jobs than ever before. Creating a job is not forcing people out of work to shut down their business and then giving them permission to open it back up. Wrong. Quit with the lies, people. Words have value. The right word will change someone's life. The whole reason why some people believe in the uh, pre-millennial or post-millennial or, or pre-trip or post-trip, you know why? Two words. One is the Trump and one is elect. Those two words, that when the final Trump sounds and the elect will be, those two words, how they have different meaning, are the whole reason why people fight against each other about pre-trip, post-trip, no-trip. It's all about words. Sometimes we think we're given, we're really taking. I'm sure all of us can point to times in our lives when we felt absolutely certain our perception's right, only to find the truth in a different light. Have you been the cookie thief more times than you'd like to admit? We'll be right back. Oh, cheats and liars. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. You obviously have a wonderful economy with words. I look forward to your next syllable with great eagerness. Why, thank you. Even if John put that there, I'll take it. This is Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. 
and Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, St. Cloud, uh, Chicago. I'm coming back to Minneapolis next week. Man, in seven days or about nine days, Thursday, March 31st, we'll be in Minneapolis. A two and a half training, day training called Leadership Awakening that will rock your world. That will teach you more in two and a half days than you could learn in years outside this class. That'll get you feeling 20 years younger, get your mind right, get your heart resuscitated, get you focused on the mission and vision. And in the process, too, if you need some deliverance, we could clean some stuff up there as well. Right on. 48 hours that will change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and uh, don't miss out on the opportunity. Because planes crash and people die, and America's heading in a bad, wrong direction. But you know what? We all have control over ourselves. And today we're talking about words and rhymes. You know, the power of a rhyme. I love poetry. One of my favorite poems, although I don't like that she's, uh, she seems to be overly focused on black people. I just don't like the racism today. I'm just, I'm stunned that today racism is acceptable. You know, by definition, a racism is using skin color to choose. So if I like you or don't like you because your skin color, I'm a racist. If I want to sleep with you or not sleep with you because your skin color, I'm a racist. If I want to hire you or not hire you, don't you get it? If I'm using your skin color as a determining factor, that's called a racist. Just like sexist. Don't you get it? Sexist is using sex the same way as determined. I only want a man for this job. I only want a woman for this job. Only a man. You would call me a sexist. Or if I'd say, how about an ageist? So if I said, well, I only want someone young. Or no, I need someone uh, older. Or you would say I'm an ageist. So racism is using skin color. I'm just telling you what the word means. That's the problem. People make up their own meanings. That's like creating jobs. Biden keeps telling all you people he's created more jobs than, than any other president in history. What a bunch of malarkey. And a lot of you buy into that lie. You don't create a job because you force me to shut down my company and then two years later give me permission to open it back up and then you take credit for starting my company, for that job, the same job that you almost cost me, like the same house that you cost me, that's just silly. And yet we sit around like little sheeple and just do what the good state-run media told us. That's part of this process is thinking for yourself. We're called to think for ourselves. Even God tells you to think for yourself. God tells us to examine ourselves. God tells us to examine ourselves to see if we're still in the faith. God tells us to have discernment. God tells us to test things. God tells us to have a reason. Be ready to give a reason for the hope that you have to everybody. I don't have a blind faith. Very logical faith. But I love uh, the poetry, some of it, of Maya Angelou. She doesn't get so racist on us. But one of my favorite poems uh, by Maya Angelou is Still I Rise. It's incredible. It stirs me up because I'm only black in name, but my life has been nothing but tribulation. You know what my prayer to God is? God, I'm okay to die. Uh, I'd rather rapture, but I'm okay to die. I just ask one thing, make my death less painful than my life. That's my one deal with God, I'm begging him. Have mercy, mercy on mercy. My life's been painful. Just make my death less painful than my life. I'm cool, I'm ready to go. So Proverbs 24, 16 says that a righteous person will stumble seven times but get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. And this is what I think of when I think of Maya Angelou's Still I Rise poem. 
She says, you may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may tread me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns with a certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops weakened by my soulful cries. Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard, cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise up from a past that's rooted in pain. I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling. I bear in the tide, leaving behind nights of terror and fear. I rise into a daybreak that's wonderfully clear. I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise. I rise. I rise. Wow. Man. Yeah, I love that poem because it's so powerful and so true. I want to share with you another poem. I love this poem. And it's a story like the uh, uh, the cookie thief. It's a story with a message in it, not just a poem, which to me is just a double blessing. That's all. It's just a double blessing. But before we get to that, let's go to Milo's world. And let's go ahead and drop the third segment of Milo's words. All right, John, go ahead and do it. Good day to all you broken and battered, beat up, feeling like you don't matter people out there. This is Milo Pringle bringing you some Holy Spirit rhymes with Milo's World of Word. Thank you, Jesus. Title of this is I Am Life. Jesus came to not be famed or bring peace, but to cut away the world like with a knife. He is life. There's a release when we cease to run the show. That's not even ours to control. I hope and pray soon we all will know and finally let go. Living the life of Christ is not an imitation, but an impartation. Being sanctified through Christ is Him living in us. Thank you, Jesus. We are not actors playing a role of a writer's script. We are marionettes with the Holy Spirit in us as strings connected to God. Don't get it flipped. Obstinately seeking God in His Word and prayer. So stubborn in our focus, resisting the devil's schemes. How could we possibly be scared? Are we truly unaware that life isn't fair? I am but the sweat of Jesus' sandals after 40 days in the desert. Attempt to switch places for a minute, even if it hurts. God came down as the perfect example to live a sinless life, never missing the mark. Accused of much, never giving up, dying for us sinners no matter the sin. Does that create a spark? How's that for fair? He gave up his life so we could have new life, being born again, not of your mama, but of the spiritual type. Into me see, Father, and intimacy with God is just that. He knows our hurts, the verbal abuse, physical abuse, and the rape. Being rejected, neglected, even abandoned. Embrace his grace in your life. I know it works. It works. 
having joy in all things. Can you fathom? Receiving Christ's life in you is better than any drug you could ever do. I no longer smoke dope to cope. Walking by faith no longer at the end of my rope. Thank you, Jesus. Hope in you. Thank you, Jesus, for hope in you. Thank you, Jesus, for for new life in you. My relationship with my children and wife, I entrust to you. They are yours, as am I. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me new life. Confidently saying yes to you may not be comfortable at first, but I know it is right. You are the great I am life. Thank you, Jesus. I love that to hear Milo get emotional. I told Milo, Milo, you should record some of those rhymes you've been writing for 20 years uh, and send them to me. And after a lot of kid help, uh, he finally did it. And so, Milo, I appreciate that. This is uh, this is just a friend of mine. I want to share with you my, my favorite poem that I wrote. I wrote a lot of poems. I'll share with you a couple more in the last segment. But this is my favorite one. It's called Passion. I am love. I am desire. I make you toss and turn at night, keeping you from sleep and yet not tired. I am fear. I am anger. I can be rage. You can experience me in love, laughter, happiness at any age. I was there in Auschwitz. I was there in Rome. I was at the Sistine Chapel. I am in too few a home. It was I that sent a man to the moon. It was I that freed the slaves. It was I who fought the two world wars and buried many men in their graves. It was because of me that Christ went to Jerusalem. It was because of me that women won the right to vote. It was because of me that our founding fathers wrote the Constitution, and we have defended it since, fighting battles coast to coast. With or without me, things will get done. If you have me not, life can lose meaning, substance, purpose, and be of little fun. If you are lucky enough to possess me, then you shall be rewarded, for you have found passion, and the difference will be forever recorded. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why I do what I do. You know, sometimes life gets overwhelming, and I'm not going to put away the fact that we live in a dark time, that America is lost, that I pray for the souls of this country that our media is now part of the Democratic Party, and whenever we lose the fourth estate, it's no different than China or Russia, that we can't, don't have fair elections, we can't trust the government. Uh, if you don't believe with the government, they'll persecute you, they'll ban you, they'll shut you down, they'll block you out, they'll cancel you. It's true, Ladies and gentlemen, it's true. I'm not downplaying any of this. And my, this country looks like a foreign entity, I get it. But what we need to do is be able to control and reframe our experience. We need to, uh, that's the key to reframing, to consistently represent your life in a way that allows you to be more resourceful and others as well. This is what we got to do. We've got to take control of what goes on between the stimulus and response. Remember, we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Those thoughts are self-talk. And so those are all the words in our head. And all the words in our head will make us sick. 87% of diseases are psychosomatic. Look up the word epigenetics. You'll see what I'm talking about. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about words and rhymes. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Use your head, man. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. 
It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. One of the ways you get street cred is victimhood. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are talking about words, and specifically words and rhymes. A little poetry today, <clears throat> and I love a good word. You know, I eat scripture and the word. It says, the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And by the way, my most important thing in my life is my relationship with Jesus Christ. I am first and foremost a, a, a blood-bought saint. Uh, I'm a pastor. And so uh, every day I send out scripture, and not just scripture, but I send out a full meal. It's not a t-shirt slogan. It's not chips and salsa. Uh, it's not an hors d'oeuvre. It's uh, actually a full uh, meal about what the word says and what it means and how do you apply it. If you want that, all you got to do is go to wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog. In the very bottom of the right-hand screen, it'll say uh, follow. If you hit that button, it'll pull open a window and you can type in your email address. And then every day when I post them, I do it every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Uh, when I post it, it'll be emailed to you in your inbox. So go to wayofwarrior.blog. Dot blog, bottom right says follow. Hit that. Put in your email address, uh, and it will share it with you. So, uh, one of my favorite poems I wrote when I was I was a single dad for a lot of my time. Uh, I divorced my kids, my two oldest kids' mom when uh, they were young. Uh, she was an alcoholic and had a lot of problems, and I uh, just couldn't deal with it anymore. And so I fought for custody and got custody of my kids. And it's a battle because the family courts hate men. Uh, you know, we've been hating men for a while now. It's been a war on men for a long time. It's 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 been very effective. And the courts are a big part of that. And so while I was going through that, I wrote this poem. It's called the Five. W's of daddy. What shall I do? How will I fill the void? What shall I do? How do I quiet the noise? What shall I do? Discipline or buy them new toys. Who shall I be? Is it father or is it friend? Who shall I be? One who gives my angels all my love no end. Who shall I be? Caregiver of their needs, which I will tend. Where shall I go to always be where they need me the most? Where shall I go wherever it is to be a good guardian host? Where shall I go so my presence is not as a ghost? When do they need me when things are dark, when things seem bright? When do they need me when they fear I'll make things all right? When do they need me morning, noon, and night? Why such pain? I feel their sorrow as my own. Why such pain? My number one desire is create a happy, safe home. Why such pain? I feel my love and pride cover them like a dome. Why did I choose such an agonizing way? Where will they store all the things I do and say? When will they remember the sacrifice to be and play? Who will they see me as? God, loving father, or naysay? What can I do to make tomorrow a better day? And then at the very end, I wrote, Faith, Christian, Major, and Benaiah, my four kids, your daddy will love you with all his heart, body, and soul for all your live long day. One of my favorite poems I was going to read before the break. It's about six blind men and an elephant. And it was cool because they put it in a poem form. So it's got a message. It's got a poem. It's got a nice flow. And to me, this is a home run in the world of prose. So it's called The Blind Men and Elephant, a poem by John Godfrey Sachs. It was six men of Indostan 
to learning much inclined, who went to see the elephant, though all of them were blind, that each by observation might satisfy his own mind. The first approached the elephant, and happening to fall against his broad and sturdy side, at once began to bawl. God bless me, but the elephant is very like a wall. The second feeling of the tusk cried, Ho! What have we here? So very round and smooth and sharp, to me, tis mighty clear. This wonder of an elephant is very like a spear. The third approached the animal, and happening to take the squirming trunk within his hands, thus boldly up and spake. I see, quoth he, the elephant is very much like a snake. The fourth reached out an eager hand and felt about the knee. What most this wondrous beast is like is mighty plain, quoth he. Tis clear enough the elephant is very like a tree. The fifth, who chanced to touch the ear, said, Even the blindest man can tell what this resembles most, deny the fact who can. This marvel of an elephant is very like a fan. The sixth no sooner had begun about the beast to grope than seizing on the swinging tail that fell within his scope. I see, quoth he, the elephant is very like a rope. And so these men of Indostan disputed loud and long, each in his own opinion, exceeding stiff and strong, though each was party, partly in the right and all were in the wrong. Isn't that so powerful? I know I wrote here the moral story here. So oft in theological wars, the disputants, actually this was part of it, uh, go off about who knows what and who knows this. And, and really it's the same thing. It's six blind people looking at an elephant. And this is what's going on in the world. The philosophical parable, the blind man and the elephant, is an ancient parable used today as a warning for people that promote absolute truth or exclusive religious claims. The simple reasons that our sensory perceptions and life experience can lead to limited access and overreaching misinterpretations. How can a person with a limited touch of truth turn that into one and only version of reality? Now, I read that, and this was written. I got this out of uh, allaboutphilosophy.org. I believe the Bible is the standard of truth. And I study, I study the Quran as well. I got uh, four or five uh, English versions of the Quran. I study the Hadith. Uh, well, there's thousands of Hadiths. But I want you to know, I believe the Bible is the true word of God. I believe every word in the Bible. And I believe when Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, that no man comes to the Father except by the Son, that that is absolute. It's not closed-minded. It doesn't fall in the category of six blind men uh, and the elephant because I might be blind, but my God is omniscient. So blind men, the elephant, theological truth. Now this is again, this is on the website. When it comes to the moral of the blind men, the elephant, it seems that today's philosophers end their agenda too quickly. Doesn't this picture of the blind men, the elephant also point to something bigger, the elephant. Indeed, each blind man has a limited perspective on the objective truth, but that doesn't mean objective truth isn't there. In fact, truth isn't relative at all. It's there to discover in all its totality. Isn't that great? And to me, that is what the Bible represents. That's why I eat scripture. That's why I share scripture. Because, man, it's a living document. It's, just, it's alive. It's breathed. I mean, God breathed it. And it just takes on new meaning all the time. That's why I go to wayofwarrior.blog and you'll see what I'm talking about. It, it comes to life. I don't know who wrote this, but I've uh, seen it on the internet. 
Uh, so appropriate for worrying today with the Democrats who create a war on police because they believe that black people hate police and they believe black people aren't as good as everybody else. And so you got to lower standards for black people. And the Democrat Party, I've never seen such a racist uh, and it's so OK with being racist. Uh, they think white people are evil unless you're liberal. And they think all black people can't do it on their own. They need help. They can't get an ID. They can't vote. Uh, they can't. They don't want they want crime in the cities. They don't. It's just stunning what, what the Democrats think about black people. Stunning. And this is what's caused the war on cops, the Democratic Party. So it's called Tears of a Cop. I have been where you fear to be. I have seen what you fear to see. I have done what you fear to do. All these things I've done for you. I am the one you lean upon. The one you cast your scorn upon. The one you bring your troubles to. All these people I've been to you. The one you ask to stand apart, the one you feel should have no heart, the one you call the officer in blue, but I am human just like you. And through the years I've come to see that I am not what you ask of me. So take this badge and take this gun. Will you take it? Will anyone? And when you watch a person die and hear a battered baby cry, then so you think that you can be all those things that you ask of me. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's so easy to sit on the sidelines and criticize those of us in the battle. Words are powerful. The right word at the right time could change someone's life. Why do you think I do this radio show? An hour a day, hour of power to give you hope, to combat some of the lies in your head that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy, that everybody's this and everybody's that. I want to give you hope. Hope says that no matter what's going on today, tomorrow can be better. But hope starts inside. It's an inside-out process. It starts with your head. What are you telling yourself over and over and over? We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. You know what we believe, what we say to ourselves over and over and over? And let's be honest. Some of us were abused by a parent, abused by a spouse, abused by friends. Man, life should get a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary roughness in the world of Mr. Black. And so I know those. And so a lot of times I let other people's programming of me take over. And I have to stop those words. I got to scratch those CDs. I got to break those LPs. I got to pull on the A-track because homie don't play that. Your words have value. Homie don't play the right that. Word, the right words at the right time will change someone's life. And the wrong words at the right time, if someone allows it, will destroy them. Which side of that equation are you on? I am Mr. Black. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. Come on, man. You have been listening to Mr. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.